Welcome to Why Not Us Podcast. It's your host, Ken J. And y'all already know it's Tuesday, Life of a DJ Entertainer. Breathe in. <sighs> Release. Let's go. How are you feeling mentally, Mario? What's good, I, man? Mentally, mentally feeling good and focused. I know like that's always. right. Already, already. So listen, Mario, what are we talking about today? What's going on? How was your weekend? What you got going on, Mario? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm pretty much we're gonna. I guess we're like. I mean, it's kind of like I'm trying to say it the right way, but there's a there's a it's a trend going on to where the DJ is the last person considered in the planning process, and I've noticed. I mean, for the last eight weddings I've done, I've noticed that. The DJ has only been a one or two situations where the priority of the DJ, I mean, is actually even looked at. And when I say priority, is that most of the time what's going on is most of our most of my clients and customers are putting everything first and then putting the DJ last when it comes to the organization of their event. And I I just I don't understand it. Because the DJ it technically is what controls the flow of the event. Um, so it's kind of weird. So you would think, like, if you like if you sat back and you thought of your event, right? What what do you think is the most critical part about the event? Okay. Is it is it the food? Is it the music? Is it the environment? Or is it like if you're if if you're comfortable? What 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 kind of like takes priority for you? I, I most definitely say the environment and if I'm comfortable, because I have to be comfortable in the environment. Cause yeah, because you want to be comfortable in the environment. Right. Like, so after you're comfortable, your environment's good. Let's say it's not too hot, not too cold, it's a proper temperature, and you have enough space. What's the next important thing to you? Shoot, I want some food and some music. Okay. So, if one of those things are not aligned <clears throat> up properly, what are you going to do as a guest? I'm going to be frustrated and I'm leaving. Okay. So, let's say if you were, let's say you go to a wedding mm. and you have no place to really get be comfortable, what are you going to do as a, as a guest? I'm going to leave. Okay. So that's that's the first thing. That's the first priority is make the guests comfortable. Yeah. Then the second thing is when it's time to eat and the food ain't right, what are you going to do? I'm going to be like, yo, why this food tastes like this? And I'm going to leave. I'm going to complain. Okay. If the food ain't right, I'm going to leave. So then <clears throat> the last thing is if the music ain't right, Throughout the entire time, if you hear, let's say you're sitting there and you're eating your food, yeah. or you're waiting for the the broader part to be introduced, and they're playing some like they're playing Sesame Street, Baby Shark, and it's supposed to be a wedding. What what what, what what's the first thing that come to your mind? Uh, are we at a kid's birthday party? Right. So every all those different elements have a a, a key factor into your event yeah so 
when you decide to say, okay, I got to make sure things are coming for my guests. I got to make sure the food is right. And then I got to make sure the entertainment is good. Those are the three major factors. Are you really thinking about the decor? Is the decor, decor going to affect you if you stay or go? No. It's going to be decor. not the decor, right? Okay. Nah, so, that ain't no matter. That's not really going to matter. No. So, but those are the three major factors. So, yeah. guests got to be comfortable. Yeah. Food got to be right. And yep, you got to have the right kind of music. Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand why a lot of my clients are like when i say this it's more of i want it's more of a teaching point for people in the future to understand is if you don't take care of your dj you're not going to have one of those three critical points to make your event <clears throat> successful true so it's to me it blows my mind to how they think that they can just throw a dj in the hallway or throw a DJ on the stairway, or throw a DJ in a position to where they can't perform at their best. And that's a trend that's been going on a lot this year. I have, like I haven't had this problem as much. This year has been a real big problem with that. So when I, so what I want my guests to understand today, everyone that's listening is, take time to prioritize your event. What are the critical things that make your event? Or want you that you want your event to be successful? Um, your entertainment is cru- is crucial. I mean, so if you're not taking care of your entertainment, your entertainment is not going to take care of you. Um, I mean, there are some professionals out there that we're going to do the right thing no matter what. But you got to just take that in consideration. Is yeah, you, you got to make sure your entertainment's in a good position to be successful. Now, I agree. Now we're going to get a little bit more deeper into that, that into the entertainment pieces. Then we're going to talk about the music, the music selection. And this is one of the things a lot of people don't understand about music. Back in the days, once upon a time, back in the days when DJs had to go out and purchase records, it was like it made DJs stand out even more because there's only two ways you can hear music. You can either hear it on the radio Go out and purchase the music yourself, like at a record store or a tape, or make a tape or tape player, because you could buy tapes back then, or the DJ at events. Now things have changed to where now we have a larger, it's easier for people to get access to music. But for DJs, it's a little bit different because we have to download our music from a record pool. So, like, for example, how hard do you think it is for a DJ to get music? Um, I don't think it's that hard for the DJ to get music because of the different, um, you remember the websites and the different things that you know about. So I wouldn't say it's that hard because you know how to do it. Okay. So when you go to pick your music out, yeah. How do you think, like when you pick your music, like, do you think all DJs have all music that's out there? Um... Now that I've been learning from you, no, it wouldn't. I don't think all DJ has all music because, like you was telling me, some people want music off TikTok, some people want music off this, and you know different things like that. So, um, it's a poss- it's a way that you can get it, I, of course, but I don't think that it's, sometimes it's reachable like that because of where the music is at. 
Right. Okay. And that's and that's one of the things that uh, <clears throat> comes to like when it comes to people selecting their music. And that, this is one of the biggest things I've I've noticed is that people take it for granted. They're, people take it that they make it. No, similar. it wouldn't. I, I don't think all DJ has all. <laughs> and I think that's one of the biggest things that 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 goes on is with a DJ is that we have to take time to get that music. And we can't get just we just can't go to YouTube and download the music from YouTube. Um, yeah. A lot of people think that. A lot of people think that you can just go to Apple Music and get the music from Apple Music or get it from Amazon Music uh, or Spotify or things of that nature. It's not that simple. Um, those are different resources that you can use. But like, if you're a real DJ, you're going to go to a record pool and you're going to get the right music. The problem with today is the record pools are only limited to songs that are popular. They're not limited to all the music that, like, let's say, for example, if you go out and you buy an album and on that album, there was only two songs that was popular. The other, excuse me, the other 11 songs are not going to be at the record pool. So True. those are things people got to take into consideration because, like, I've had a lot of people, when they go to select their music, they're selecting music that is not mainstream music. So by that not being mainstream music, of course, as DJs, we're going to find a way to get that music and we're going to have it together. But like when you are playing music, let's say, for example, if you're at a wedding, right, and you hear a song or you hear a lot of songs that you've never heard before. What's the first thing that come to your mind? Like, what's that song? Like, what's that? If I if I haven't heard it before, um, I might, you know, but I love music, so I might. Mm, I wouldn't want to be in a place where I never heard the song before, especially if I'm supposed to be dancing, enjoying myself, being comfortable. So, yeah, I'd probably be annoyed and somewhat because it's like I really don't know this song. So, right. So, the two things I'm trying to cover here is when you are putting together a, a, a wedding event, yeah, and you're choosing music. Please choose music that's within the mainstream. If you are having a wedding and you're playing a lot of underground music, it is like your guests are gonna get bored. Now, if your if your crowd, if your if the people that are showing there are all into underground music, then that's different. But the music selection that a person chooses has to go along with the crowd that your your guests, because just go back to those three factors of what what keeps the guests happy during the event they're comfortable they they get music good and the music and food, yeah. it's like they're able to, to to jam to it you can't jam the music you never heard to heard before facts and so most of the time with djs we'll have music that is like the primary like for example there's a list that comes out every month of the top 100 songs for for every type of event that's out there you have your top 100 for weddings. You have your top 100 for um, for hip-hop. I mean, it goes from each gender of music as well. So when people choose their music, you got to make sure your guests are able to relate to, what, to what's going on with your wedding. Because like you say, you go back, if the guests are not comfortable, if the guests are, can't, if you starve your guests and they got food they can't eat or the food is bad, yeah, and then if the entertainment is bad, then guess what? They're going to either leave or talk about their wedding. Thanks. So, Thanks. 
So when so now we could we look at those three factors. Who is the wedding for? For real, for real, when you look at it like that, it's not even for it wouldn't even be for me, honestly. Um, it's more of making sure that my guest is comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like I'm throwing an event, even though it's supposed to be for um who I'm marrying, me and this person, but you know. In a way, okay, we're giving you our vision, the event planner, our vision. But most of the vision has to be surrounded by the people that will be at the event. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't be selfish when when um having like throwing an event. You have to be mindful of those things, especially like the music, especially like the food, and um, it's like in- entertainment. So. We have to be mindful of that, even though it, it might be my wedding. At the end of the day, those guests are a part of my wedding as well. So when people are choosing music, it's like the the, the music is it, like, and that's why I say there's three 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 major factors. And this is something I learned um, getting my degree in plan, event planning: is you got to make the guests comfortable, you yeah. got to have the right proper meal, and you got to have the right entertainment. Those are the three major things that really have to take place in order for the event to to actually be comfortable for the guests to stay. Mm. There's other factors that fall into that, but those are the three key factors. Now, if you got a situation where your guests are not comfortable, let's say I go back to one of my weddings that they had outside and you had your guests outside waiting for a whole hour and 30 minutes. What What's, what's going to be that scenario for that guest, for those guests? Man, listen, if, if this they they not gonna be there if you you saying that the guests have to wait an hour and 30 minutes, like I wouldn't even want my guests to wait uh wait five minutes. You understand? Right. I wouldn't want my guests to wait five minutes at the end of the day. I'll make it like, yeah, that's that yeah, that's not taking yeah, nah. But but like but like I said, let's go back to that. Let's go back to that same scenario though. What are okay. two things to kind of get the guests to be somewhat comfortable? Even though they're outside in the hot sun, what are things you can do to make them comfortable? Make sure they have fans. Make sure that they have water. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure that they, they're comfortable. Maybe um, even have, like, uh, if, if it's a possibility, have, like, food, uh, snacks or something so they'll be able to, you know, be able to eat and be able to stay cool at the same right. time. Because then, yeah. then the thing is, if you have a, and if you have the DJ or the one person playing the music playing the right music to entertain them at the same time, it takes their mind off of what's going on. So it goes, it goes back in again to where those three factors: making sure, making sure your guests are comfortable, making sure that the food and and water. In some cases, in a situation like that, just having bottles of water available for them to drink makes a big difference because you're making them comfortable and then if they're able to listen to some vibes some music that yeah. they're familiar with um I, I had one wedding where the wedding was delayed almost close to two hours and the guests were just jamming because what i decided to do was that instead of playing wedding type music i started playing upbeat music to get them to kind of like relax a little bit those three factors are critical to making your guests comfortable and so when you when your guests lose lose that comfort zone, that's when guests start to leave. So a key factor when when people are planning their events is they need to plan 
to make their guests comfortable. Music, I'm going right back to the music side of things, the entertainment piece, is if I can't relate to the music that you're playing, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? If I'm sitting here and I'm playing, let's say for example, I'm at um okay, and I'm gonna just say I'm at a wedding <laughs> and you come in and you know you're sitting there, you're waiting for the wedding to start, and then I start playing um the Barney theme song, Sesame Street, Baby Shark. I start playing all these kitty type songs. What are you gonna look at me like I'm crazy, right? I'm gonna be laughing, Mario. Because you're like, be laughing. You're like, what's going on? Why is this dude playing all this crazy music? <clears throat> yeah. So then let's go, let's go take that same scenario. So now let's play some music that you never heard before. You can't relate to it. So if I'm playing some songs, let's say some underground music or music that people like. And see, they're, they're, that's one of the biggest things that people misunderstand about a DJ. DJs are there to entertain your guests. They're not there to play stuff that you listen to. And I think that's the biggest concept that people are starting to not understand that you're here to entertain your guests. If you want me to entertain just you and you want me to play all the music that you want to hear, then you're being selfish. And that's where your guests are going to talk crazy about your wedding, your DJ. And it takes away like those are key factors to make a successful event. I agree. I totally agree. Now, Mario, let me ask you a question, though. So, when you are in, like, so you got a contract, right? So, you have a contract. So, for 2023, are you going to uh, change up the contract because of what you are experiencing now? Or how, how would the contract thing go? See, with me, what happens is if it's a major, if it has a major impact on the event or the safety of the event. And like in this case, I had a situation where safety um, is, a, is a critical issue now. And so now I have to go back and put a safety clause in my contract because you have individuals that want to plan their wedding and they are not taking everything into consideration. And when I say that, it's just like, okay, if you get a venue, yeah, and your venue is 300 guests max and you yeah. decide to invite 400 guests you've already violated the fire code for that venue so how is it even possible for the hold on don't you suppose it uh to let the venue know how many guests you're gonna have yeah all that is all that is all critical point it's like if you get it like and this is one of the thing about planning is you get a venue and that venue, by fire code, is only allowed to have three hundred people in there. Are you going to let me just this just out of curiosity? Are you going to max? Are you going to reach the max of three hundred guests? Nah, I probably I would do half of three hundred. And why would you do half? Um, I would do half because of, of space. I okay. mean, of space and um, um, my guests being comfortable. Um, I don't want everybody overcrowding each other just because it says 300. That doesn't necessarily mean you have 300 guests. Like you taught me, you should do half if it's only um, 400. The max is 400, do 200. You know, if it's 150, do 75. So that's what I would do, Mario. Well, so even if you decide to go up the numbers, that's fine. But 
<clears throat> you don't want to do the max. <clears throat> and I okay. think that's the that's the that's the problem is that a lot of a lot of individuals that don't do this on a regular basis are coming in and they're trying to max out. And this has happened quite a few times this year is they're maxing out their venues. And when they max out the venue, then guess what? If the venue didn't have a designated dance floor, where's the dance floor? Where's no, the space it's... for the DJ? Where's the space for the cake? Where's the space for the, for the memorial table? So that, these are these are key things that, that people don't take into consideration is that when you look at a venue, when a person goes in as a customer and see this, this is where as the uh, professionals that we are in this business, as a DJ, a wedding coordinator, planner, um, caterer, all, all those that, who are professionals and then what we do are supposed to try to guide and help the customer if possible. Now, sometimes you get clients, customers that don't want to listen and they find out the hard way. But it's like if you have a venue of 300 guests that you can put 300 guests in it and there's no designated dance floor, you got to take a consideration. OK, how many people can I put in your venue and have a designated area for the DJ, the guest floor, the caterer to be able to set up? And those are factors that 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 kind of knock your numbers down. Because even though a venue could say we could do 300 guests, that doesn't mean that it could do 300 guests and still allocate space for a dance floor, DJ, your caterer, and things of that nature. So for us in the industry, we know better. But these customers, these clients, they need to take time to use their resources that they're paying for. If a customer came up to me and asked me a question about a venue and spacing, I mean, that's why I put the spacing in my contract. A lot of us who do this, we put in the spacing. Like, it was required that you give me eight by five feet of space. And I use okay. that in my contract because in the past, I, I've learned if you do not put down the type of space you need, the client will have you trying to DJ off of a pole. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm Not serious. off the pole, man. I mean, you be you you be sitting there with the guests trying to DJ because like like and I I had once upon a time I remember a guest overbooked their event and I had two people sitting in my DJ area at the same time as I'm trying to DJ. So I mean, it's, and it's ridiculous that you that 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 happens. But that's some of the things that people have taken consideration is that um, the three key factors to make your guests comfortable or to, 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 to make sure your guests are going to enjoy themselves is you got to make comfortable. You got to make sure they eat and you got to make sure they're properly entertained. You can't do that if you don't have the space. I agree. I and agree. what's been going on a lot lately is... Hey, we want to put this huge candy. I, I have one. I will never forget this. I had this one wedding where this the sweet station took up the entire wall. Mm. The entire wall. Now, did they have the space for it? Yes, they did have the space for it. So that's one thing I can't say is that they did properly plan it. But you had a sweet table that took up whole wall. So, like when people are thinking about these type of things. You got to lay down your whole vision in advance. And it got to be comfortable. So, like, 
to me, the music, okay, as the DJ, the only thing that affects me, of course, is the spacing and then the music selection. Now, if I come to you and I say, Ken, I need for you to provide me your music. It's a year from now. Your event, your event is a, a year from now. And I just need your music 14 days prior to your event. And you procrastinate. You don't get it to me in 14 days, but you give me the music two days prior to your wedding. What's going to happen? I mean, it's not going to work because, first of all, you're not going to have enough time to put the list together. You know what I'm saying? First of all, you're not. It, yeah, it, it's going to be all over the place. You know what I'm saying? That, but yeah, so that's in this a, situation, if you, you, you are the fault for the music being late, wouldn't you select music that is easy and is most likely common that the DJ might have already? If I'm if I'm that late, I'll be like, listen, Mario, I'm late. I do apologize. Can you just play the music that's that's uh that's on get the people on the dance floor? I, I trust your I trust your judgment. That's the what I'll say. You trust my judgment. So like when so when when and this is a, the problem I have across the board with with my mix, not just me, but just DJs in general. Is if we ask for something like if any vendor, I'm not even gonna say just DJ, I'm gonna say across the board. If any vendor asks for something within a proper time, they're not just asking just because that standard don't exist just because that standard exists because we know what will make an event fail. And so when we're asking for things, like when the decorator says, What's your final numbers? or when the caterer is what's your final numbers is 30 days prior. There's a reason why they need 30 days prior. They have to order the meat. They have to order the food. They have to make sure that, and then like what today's stuff is going on, everything is showing up late because of everything is being recovered from COVID. So if you as the client are late with their standards requirement is what is needed by the vendors, you're setting them up for failure. So, like, if you come to me and, oh, by the way, I want you to hear our, my 300 songs that I want you to play at my way. And all 300 songs are underground music that no one's ever heard before. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, it's not going to work. It's not going to work because at the end of the day, you're being selfish. You're just focusing on your, on yourself, not um, the people that's going to be at the wedding. You're going to have older people at the wedding. Um, most definitely, so you have to take that in consideration too. You're gonna have younger people at the. You're gonna have all different t- people at the wedding, so you want to play something that's that everybody knows. Like I want, I want to play the electric slide, man. I want to, I want to play that type of energy because everybody know the electric slide. Now I don't care. Now I'm gonna throw <laughs> a crazy situation. Let's say, for example, you again. Okay, this this is your your. Let's say no, better. You're a guest. You're attending this event. This way, okay. You go up to the DJ and you say, Hey, can you play some line dancing music? I turn around and tell you, I can't play any line dancing music because the bride and groom said they want no line dancing played at their wedding. What's the first thing you're gonna come to your mind? What I'll be like, huh? No, I'm just saying, you have I'm, again, that's what I, that's what come to my mind. Like, what you mean? I'm gonna go ask, I'm like, bro, y'all can't play line. I'm gonna ask the I'm asking the bride. But you have, you have, I've in the past, I've had brides and grooms that 
just point blank say we don't want no line dancing music at a wedding. Now, mm-hmm. what's the first thing that people want to do when they go to an event? They want to dance and eat. They want to dance, fun. have fun. So, if if this is one of the things I try to explain to people, how many guys actually get up and dance on the dance floor? I'll say maybe like not that many guys dance like that. I mean, so, they dance, but they don't be dancing. Okay, so majority of the time you're gonna have it's ladies women, on the dance floor. right? Yeah. So you can't. So what do most women dance to? They dance to upbeat music, line music, um, line dancing music. Yeah. <clears throat> so as a DJ, don't get me wrong. Not I mean, as a DJ, I'm not saying that that's the only thing we can play, but it goes back to we want the guests to have a good time. So I've learned that, like, if if anything else, if I can't get people on the dance floor, if I play a line dance song, that's going to get them on the dance floor. Okay. Never fails. That is like our go-to guarantee break the glass scenario for DJs. If we can't get people on the dance floor, we play line dancing music. Now, is if a guest, if a guy comes up to me and tells me, I can't do, I can't play no line dancing music. You done took tools out of my toolbox to, to me to be an effective DJ. Because again, this is this is a scenario people don't understand is that in today's society, they don't dance like couples like back in the day, older days. Back in the go good old day, like you had for every lady that was on the dance floor, there was a man. If there's a man, everyone got up and danced together as couples. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now everybody dances as individuals. So the music selection has to go along with it. Now, if I see a lot of couples dancing, which is very rare nowadays, then you play music for couples. But as a DJ, that's my job is to survey the crowd and play the music. But if you as a client are tying my hands or you're taking tools out of my toolbox to be a DJ before we even start, you already set me up for failure. So like in most cases, when I hear people make that request that they don't want any line dancing music played, that's a, okay. That's, that's like, you're, you're setting the DJ up for failure. You're also setting the DJ to get killed because the first time we tell a guest that we can't play that, they're going to look at it like we're crazy. <laughs> for sure, Mario, for sure. So that's why I said it's like it's a it's a comfort zone thing to where, I, I mean, I, and, that, and the reason why I, I mean I know the last couple of shows I've kind of like based everything off of what I've been exposed to this year, but it's like I don't know what's going on this year. I like this year is a crazy trend going on to where the actual brides and grooms are not taking time out to make sure their guests are going to be comfortable. They're not taking time out to really get an understanding. If I was a guest, how would I want to be treated? Facts. And as the DJ, it like we have the DJ, and this is what a lot of people need to understand is the DJ is your quick reaction force. They are the ones that are going to come to the rescue when it's all else, all hell, all hell break loose. And if the DJ hands are tied. You really just unscrewed them. So, like, like I said, if you put them in a, let's say, if 
if the guests are uncomfortable and you don't take time to give them the right amount of food, the last thing left is, is entertainment. And so that's why I explain to people all the time is if you're not being properly to make your guests comfortable, you're going to start losing guests. And then, like I said, people will talk bad about your wedding day. I totally agree with that, Mario. I totally agree with that. Um, that's just crazy. I just It's just crazy. I just feel like people should take more consideration in, in the guests instead of themselves. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, you know, for real. And um, just look at things differently, you know what I mean? Different perspectives or whatever. So, Mario, I always appreciate you, you know, when you come to the podcast, you dropping gems, dropping knowledge. And, yeah. I just I mean, be, and to me, I'm glad we, I start, we, we started this podcast because, I, like, this year has been the most weirdest year. And I think what is going on is that I get it. People are just now coming back out from COVID. And they're trying to do things, but you got some individuals out here that they really do to do a little bit more homework on how they're going to make their guests comfortable. And I mean, I get it. There's some selfish people out here <clears throat> where they're not thinking about their guests. All they're thinking about is their moment of 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 their 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 big moment. And I get it. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it should be focused. The spotlight should be on you, the bride and groom. But at the same time, you want people to really help you celebrate that big moment. And True. if they're not comfortable <clears throat> and they're starving and they're not properly entertained, it's not going to be much of a celebration. I agree. I told, I told, I totally, uh, I totally agree with that. That that's most definitely true. It's not going to be most of a celebration because. Nobody ain't gonna be really vibing with you like that, right? It's just like, like me, for example, and I'm gonna use this, and then we'll go ahead and close it out. Um, <laughs> I'm throwing my 50th birthday party, okay? Okay, my wife is doing everything and so forth. The biggest thing I'm focused on is making sure that they're gonna be comfortable. I'm right. not focused on me, I'm focused because if it was up to me, I'll stay, I'll be right here in the house. Uh, watching TV for my birthday, but my wife wanted me to celebrate. So my focus is okay. We got to take care of our guests. So we got we got an outstanding caterer. We got a nice because the venue we have it can hold up to three hundred people, but we're only inviting up to a hundred people to to our event. So mm-hmm. it's like we're looking at it to the point to where we want everyone to be able to have enough space that everybody's not seeing each other's um, face and they can enjoy themselves. We're doing the, the caterer, my wife is going through and she's prepared a good meal because the, the party starts at five o'clock. So that's around dinner time. So we, we're we looking out for getting, but like, like I've, I've seen some stuff in the past. If you're going to invite people to come out during a meal, let's say if they coming out during lunchtime or, or, or dinner time, you can't just, you can't give them finger foods. Oh no, no, you can't get no, you can't give them no finger foods. Now, if you do decide to do finger food thing, let them know in advance so they can eat before they come. (laughs) I'm I'm serious, you're laughing, but I'm serious because I've seen it happen. People get mad. Okay, you hear it is you have an event at five o'clock, and all you're gonna do is give me some hot wings. (laughs) Boy, they'll they'll leave, go out, get something to eat, and come back. 
I've seen it happen too many times. I've actually seen people show up with food. Hey, it really, it really, it really can. Um, it really can happen though. Like it, it really it can happen. Though. I've seen yeah. it happen too many times. I've seen it happen way too many times where if you don't take care of your guests, they're gonna leave. I've seen people after the ceremony because they were sitting in the heat for so long. They said, "Bump this, we're we're going home." They don't even like. I've seen where they had over over a hundred something people show up for the ceremony, but because they started an hour late, half those people walked right back up them stairs and went to their vehicles and they left. Yeah, I don't understand why things be starting late like that. I don't get that. Well, it goes back to uh, that's a that's another good factor. I mean, that's another big thing is is if you don't if you're booking like and I think we talked about this before, if you're having your event start at one o'clock, you're setting yourself up for failure because that's too early. And most of the time, that's what happens is is that they set things up too early, to where people run late. If you know you don't you can't get up at five oh dark in the morning. <laughs> Then you don't need to be planning stuff at one o'clock in the afternoon. So the best time to plan a wedding would be between like four and five. I would say between three and five. Okay, is because that gives you plenty of time. You're not stressing yourself. You're not worrying. But like if you have a bridal party, and this is the thing I try to get people to understand: if you have a large size bridal party, okay, for every person that's in your bridal party, is a risk of something not going right. And I say that because everybody has to get haircuts. Everybody got to get their hair done. Everybody got to put on the clothing. Uh, so much stuff that has to be do. If it takes you, if it like for example, if it takes me thirty minutes to get ready, okay, now times that times eight, or times that that behind people, it's in your bridal part. So let's say if it comes to ladies, now if you know it's going to take you forever to get your makeup and your hair done, okay, you got eight bridesmaids. The same so thing. So look, they posed the okay. So say for instance, the wedding started at three, right? So right. you will say they need to get up what about seven thirty-eight? But most of the time, they're gonna if and if they didn't get their hair done the day prior, they might have to get up at six. Oh, it all depends on how many people. Because like, what happens is sometimes if you hire your own hairdresser, one hairdresser to do nine people's heads. Mm. If you do the math. How much time do you need to get all their hair done? For nine people? For nine people. That ain't no be house. That don't be possible. Well, that's why you have to do it the day prior. Yeah, because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, the wedding started at three. You getting up. Man, you got to get up at 12 a.m. <laughs> no, I'm all set. No, but I'm just saying you got your hair, your makeup, yeah. nails. Some stuff can be done the day prior. Yeah, but now I can understand if the bride want to get, you know right. what I'm saying, a little touch fresh done. And yeah, like it should be like the bride. I feel like, yo, the people in the wedding party should already have that hair done type vibe, right? Right. And so the bride, you know what I'm saying? So technically, it should just be like a touch up job. To yeah. Up. Yeah. That's my, but, yeah. But think about it. Even, yeah. But if you've never done this process before, if you've never been through this process before, you don't even know that those problems exist until it's time to go through it. Mm. And I think that's the biggest problem is 
if you're a first time, if you've never been to a bridal party before, and it's your first time doing a wedding, you don't know all these problems are going to happen. You don't know all these time issues until it happens. Now, if you have someone True. who's done it before, event coordinator, event planner, or even if someone who's familiar with the procedure or process. Well, somebody been married multiple times and this right. is like their third or fourth wedding. They should be approved. They, they kind of know the process. But a lot <laughs> of times is a lot of people don't know the process until they happens. Yeah. So that's why I say is that if you have a subject matter expert and you're paying a subject matter expert to do your wedding, use their knowledge, use their experience to, to better you or, or to make things better for your event. When you disregard the, the experts, the, the subject matter experts that you hired to do your event, you're setting yourself up for failure. I've seen it happen too many times where you have hard-headed brides and grooms that don't want to listen. And I get it. It's not it's not our wedding. It's their wedding. But if they say, well, you know what, Mario? We, we decided we're going to jump over the broom by, by the lake on the dock. And the dock ain't but five by five. Okay, that's just something bad going to happen. You know, there's a lot of things that you just don't do. And we try to explain to the customer, the client, and they turn around and they disregard. And then we go from there. Is if you don't have that, it's like, it's like for example, if you go out and you purchase, you know, I'm going to say something crazy here. You like, be prepared for this one. If you spend $3,000 on your entertainment, you go out. And I'm not going to say DJ. You go out and you get an eight-person band. Mm. But you don't max out the venue with 300 people. Where the band going to go at? The band ain't going to be able to perform. But you just paid this band $3,000 to perform. Somebody ain't going to be able to come in. Some of them guests are not going to be able to come in then. You see the problem? That, 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 yeah, I, I see the problem, but I'm telling you, some of the guests ain't going to be able to come in because if I paid $3,000 for the eight people band, eight people, uh, nah, and I got to set up the band. That's too much, Mario. That That's a lot. But that's why I said go back to where if a person read the contract, mm -hmm. in most cases, people who are professional about this, they're going to say, well, we said in our contract we needed eight by ten feet for our eight-person band, or we needed um, that ten by twenty feet in order for us to perform. That right there is going to eat up your space that's in that venue. So you have to take that into consideration. That's a difference to where if the if the event if the place has a stage or designated area for performances, like a dance floor or permanent dance floor, that's different. Because in most cases, what they're what the venue is telling you is that minus the dance floor area or the entertainment area, you can put 300 guests in here. That makes a big difference to where you have 300 guests. That's not, that's including people on the dance floor, and so a lot of a lot of customers don't know how to ask the right questions. But like with me, on my contract, biggest day, I as a DJ entertaining need five by eight feet to set up and perform for your event, and a lot of people don't pay any attention. Eight and by five, see, right? Eight by five. Oh, okay, okay. And so when I get to the venue and they try to put me in a corner that's like five by five or hmm. or four by four, first thing coming to my mind is somebody gonna be sitting on top of a speaker. 
<laughs> I mean, and it's and it, hey, I hate to have it, but that's what happens. And so now you have great great grandma or great aunt um Juju sitting in front of the speakers because you didn't take time to take that consideration. Mm. But see now, see, that's one of the things now that because of all the things that have happened this year with almost all of my weddings, um, not all of them were there, but like I would say, I'm gonna say about 50% of my weddings was they did not have the proper spacing for me to set up. So somebody was getting blasted with speakers or somebody had to sit in the DJ booth with me because they didn't take that in consideration. Good morning. Good morning. How you? How you doing this morning? <laughs> Positive vibes to you. Yeah, she she said, "Hey," I said, "I told her good oh. morning, good morning to her." Oh, okay. Yeah, but, for sure. But yeah, but that's why I'm just I'm just like it's a comfort zone, and the success for anyone's events is the number one way you're gonna make your event successful is making your making sure your guests are properly comfortable properly fed and properly entertained hey that that's a whole hey if y'all he know what he's talking about he he dropped the gyms well that's what y'all you know and that's what i said because see it's funny that as a dj and it's like and it's funny i mean it's not funny but it is funny um that as vendors we can sit back oh yeah this wedding day is gonna be over because you got everybody sitting in each other's lap. So we already know this is going to be a quick event. Or, oh, the bride, the groom showed up. They, the ceremony started an hour, 30 minutes late. That we automatically know, okay, yeah, this is going to be over. Or the caterer is taking too long to feed everybody. Man, listen, I'm going to eat before I come to a wedding. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I had like four bottles of water. And... I don't even go places like that, so you know. Well, the, but yeah. see, lot, that's another thing Peace is that people, to you too. A, a lot of people don't understand is that I know you probably seen the news. One guest, the average cost for one guest to attend today's weddings is one hundred fifty dollars. Mm. That's the average cost. Not, not, not. But the average cost today, not a couple of years ago, it used to be a hundred. Now is the average cost to when you take in consideration when you invite a guest to your wedding, you're going to pay roughly close to $150 per guest. Now, there is ways you can cut corners and cut edges to get that number down, but nowadays you're paying like $150 per guest. And the way you save money is you you cut corners on your on your venue, you cut corners on your caterer, and then in some cases you can cut corners on your decorator and your entertainment. Listen, let me tell you something, Mario. When I get married, it's not gonna be that many guests anyway. So uh <laughs> that's a $150. I could understand that. I, I, I wouldn't even want to cut corners for real because the, you only Mm, I'm not gonna invite that many people. That that's how I do it. I wouldn't even invite that many people to the wedding. Um, cause you know sometimes people just be inviting people to the wedding just to have a lot of people. Right. But when I'm when I'm you know, like in that part of my life, I want to 
you know, I make sure every person that I invite to my wedding is is intentional. Everybody is with intent, you know, not it, just inviting. There's people. a reason, right? There's a reason. Yeah, for yeah. I mean, like, it's just like, yeah. and it's like, like when you like, like for me, for my 50th birthday party, every person that has has been a, I guess, an important part of my life are the ones that come into my birthday. Um, people that have inspired me, people that have. Um, been able to like that kind of made made me um, who I am. Those are the type of people that are, are important in my life. When you do your wedding, is like you're doing a celebration of the two of you coming together. Who do you yeah. want to share that moment with? Do I want to share. I want to share with people that you know. What I'm saying first of all, love me, right? And, and my and my wife to be first of all. You know what I'm saying, right? Because I can't have anybody in my wedding. That's not so sure or doesn't accept, you know, me and my wife. So right. most definitely they not coming. And you want people that are going to celebrate. They're yeah. going to celebrate, celebrate the love. Type They're not yeah. coming to critique. Yeah, coming for to sure. Celebrate. For so, sure. And I think that's yeah. the thing is, is that mm. some people think it's a popularity thing where they want the entire world to come. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then broadcast it. I mean, it's like, I mean, and I say that because that's another tool that people can use versus 300 guests. Because like I'm telling you now, the average planning factor is 150 per guest. And that's just your regular type of wedding. She says, I have a question for Mario. Why are DJs in the South more expensive than DJs in the North? Actually, that's 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 kind of crazy because most DJs in the north, were, the 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 market is higher up north than it is in the south. That's interesting because that's the first time I ever heard anyone say that the south is more expensive or it's more expensive, and because normally in the north, the the market is a higher value. Because I when I travel south. Like when I go down to Florida, Georgia, the market is a lot lower than up north. Cause north, I mean, when I DJ in DC, I mean DC, their prices are ridiculous. I mean, you gotta pay almost close to three thousand dollars for a DJ up in DC. Mm. Down to Georgia, shoot, you got more DJs down there. They're going for between eight hundred to to twelve hundred dollars. So it really, I mean, honest to God, it really depends on the location because every location is different. You go out to Cali, okay, Cali area west is even, I think their market is the most highest. But most that's of these a good days, question. That's a, that's a real good question, but the market is unstable. It's just like um, the market in the entertainment business is so unstable to where it depends on who you talk to and where you're at. If you go to Columbus, Georgia, You'll pay a cheaper price than Atlanta, Georgia, where it's flooded with the market is flooded with DJs. Then, if you go up to New Jersey, New Jersey DJs are charging more. And again, it depends on what type of event. Because I know weddings, you do weddings up in in the north, you're going to pay between two thousand to five thousand dollars for a DJ. Down south, I've I've yet to come across an expensive DJ down south. Well, see me, I do the whole East Coast, so it's. I mean, I I, I hate to say that. Mm. 
Well, there you go. In Atlanta, the prices are a lot more because mm. like five thousand dollars in Atlanta, whoever that DJ, whoever that DJ service or that DJ company was, was really trying to get over. I have never heard of a DJ in, in Atlanta charging five thousand dollars. They're they're a popular DJ, and that I mean five thousand dollars. They must be uh dj jazzy jeff or something because i, I just <laughs> never seen that and i mean i grew up in atlanta i'm a, actually i grew up in atlanta georgia and so because the market is so flooded with djs down there you can i mean shoot you can get a dj and again it depends on what type of dj you're trying to hire but when i buy a five thousand dollar dj that must i'm assuming they're coming with all the bells and whistles um because like i just never heard of any dj um, that I that I'm aware of, that charges five thousand dollars in Atlanta. Now Jersey, that's that price you said for Jersey. That's about right. Most time in like say you go north, like DC, Maryland, Jersey, New York, you're gonna pay anywhere between two thousand to five thousand dollars for a DJ. That's just how it is up north. But down south. Um, I, if someone's trying to charge you $5,000 South-South, I would have to go back and investigate that individual because that doesn't even sound right. That's a lot of money. So $5,000 for the day. So, I mean, what they doing? They they uh, they DJing on top of the car, then they taking that stuff. Okay, she said, she said, I'm from the West Coast, like Phoenix, Arizona, and California, Palmadale. And they aren't even this expensive, so I want to know if they are getting over on. Yeah, they getting over on you. They getting over yeah. on you. Yes, oh yeah. yeah. Because they getting like, over on you. I'm, and I and I'll go back and like I said, there's a formula that I use to justify my price. I my question is when someone says they're charging five thousand dollars to DJ, they have to explain to me what is my dollars paying for. Break it down. Make me understand. Because me, I know as a DJ, I can explain to any of my customers what you're going to pay for. And I so know Mark, that I know I'm not charging. I should be charging a lot more based off of, of how I how I operate. So, Mario, do you know any DJs in Atlanta that, you know, that she could get in contact with or? Well, again, it depends on what she's looking for, because like uh, DJ charging five thousand dollars. My, my first thing come to my mind is. What else are they providing? Are they providing uplighting? Are they providing sparkle, uh, cold spark machines? Are they providing what, what's all in that package? That's five thousand dollars because a five thousand dollar package, an uh, entertainment package, that's a lot going on. I mean, yeah, that's a lot. First thing in my mind is it must have the dance in the cloud experience. It must have the cold spark machines. They must have uplighting. Um, there, there must be setting up two different setups. I mean, for five thousand dollars, that's a lot going on and most of the time a five thousand dollar package is a huge entertainment package so it, it goes back to what you're what you what you're getting with that five thousand now can five thousand be justified yes um uh, uh it can easily be justified um i can easily sit back and justify someone paying five thousand dollars um for uh, for a dj but like i said it goes back to well, what are you getting for that five thousand now if i look at it if i'm getting if I can get that same package and pay twenty five hundred, then there's a big, big disconnect somewhere. I mean, just like I know I'm doing, I'm doing a wedding in Florida, and I'm only charging them twelve hundred and fifty dollars. 
but they're paying for the travel and they're paying for the hotel. So that's something that, that again, I can justify my dollars, but can someone else? So, in the, so the DJ down in the Florida area to provide the same package, they want three, roughly about $3,000. Oh, she said, oh, in Atlanta, the event is over 2,000 people. In New Jersey, the event is under 2,000. So that might have a big, see again, what type of event is it? Oh, that's a lot of people. Well, see, yeah, because thing is, when you're looking at an event, like I said, 2,000 people, that's I can say that's all equipment. You're paying for the equipment that has to be used. That's a, that's a big difference because now, like me, for example, I know that my equipment, I can't go beyond 500 people. Just okay. With the equipment that I have, I can't go beyond 500 people. That's just that's just like so. If you have a if you have to hire a DJ, you're not hiring. If you're doing two thousand people, you're not just hiring a DJ. You're hiring a sound crew. You're hiring a stage. You're you're hiring a lot more for <laughs> for five thousand. I mean, that's what I say. That's why I say you have to be like you have to say what's in the package because a number of people that plays a role. Like if I do an event and it's more. Oh oh heck yeah yeah. New Year's party just because it's New Year's, you're gonna pay additional money. You're gonna pay additional fifteen more percent just because it's New Year's. There's an up pay. There's a kind of like an upcharge for doing events on the holidays. But yeah, I just don't. Okay, do yeah, okay, okay, okay. So I mean, now was... you, when you start breaking it down, yeah. you start to see the price because two thousand people. If I had to do 2,000 people, that's a lot of equipment that I have to go out and rent. Dang, that's a lot, man. I don't even know 2,000 people. Well, see, most of the time, it's a, it's a events like that. So it's justified is what I'm getting at. Oh, heck yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because... <laughs> you said heck yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's justified because you, you're, you're looking at your numbers and 2,000 people Again, you're not just hiring a DJ. You're hiring a, a DJ, a sound crew. Uh, there's a mm. lot going on with that. So it's not just not it's just not one person getting paid. It's multiple moving parts. She's eleven. I like okay. Thanks. I like say two thousand people. I'm like yeah, she like ain't playing. Yeah, I like five thousand. I'm like okay, five thousand dollars. There's a, there's a reason why it's like and that's what I say. I'm like, the more I start thinking about, it, I say, yeah, they must be paying for a lot of extra equipment, and that's what it all boils down to. Hey, what you? I'm, I'm about to ask you. Hey, what you want to do? Um, what you doing right now? You want to come up here and have a conversation with yeah, us please, about what yeah. you got going on? Yeah, I want to hear what she got yeah, going on. Because I I'll send you the uh, I'll send you the link so you could jump on and have a conversation because I, I'm interested. Like, real I am talk. too. Look, but yeah, yeah, let me get my calculator because I want to break this down. I wanna yeah, I want to know what's going on. Yeah, like I'm interested to know like what's going on, like how you throwing it and everything, like how you setting it up for because sure. That's a that sounds like a big performance. Like a that yeah. I said, that's why I said it sounded like a jazzy Jeff. Like when she said five thousand, I say okay, that's like a jazzy Jeff type performance, DJ Jazzy yeah. Jeff type of performance. Because that's a lot of moving parts with five thousand dollars. I can't even like I don't even have enough equipment to justify five thousand dollars. 
that's why I said it has because I had to probably go out and purchase more equipment. Yeah, it's because I'm trying to think. Yeah, because if it's two thousand people, you got to have a lot of speakers and stuff, huh? Yeah, I have not. Oh, how do you have to have high quality speakers, which is where the number goes up. Oh, so like you take okay. my speaker systems. If I had to do two thousand people, I would need at least four sets of those same Bose speakers just to be even close mm. to touching that. Okay, now I understand it. It takes, gosh, because like, and then then what type of venue is it? Um, is it a venue that is it an outdoor venue or is it an indoor venue? Because outdoor venues, you gotta again, you gotta use a lot more equipment because you're outside. You're gonna be cold too. Well, I mean, but that's a lot. That's said, you're gonna pay a lot more money because it's outside. She's oh, she okay. I I, I just sent you the link and everything. Um, oh yeah, she said I'm working at the moment, but I got you with the breakdown. But I did with youth group stopping the gun violence. Okay, I like hey, you gotta come on the podcast one day and let me and, and we can have a conversation about that. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. Deal with you for stopping the gun violence. That's 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 dope. Yeah, because that's dope right she, there. Yeah, that, that is kind of dope. Because like I said, yeah. I like for five thousand dollars. I mean, that sounds about right for two thousand. She at work. She at work, so yeah, she can't get on. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, because mm. I've done I've done numerous events in Atlanta, and it's like it's not most of the time. It's the the events I've done. Um, they're not that challenging. They're just like if it's like to me, where where it comes into where it becomes a challenge. That's when the price goes up. Um, when you're dealing with a larger amount of people, it's just like when I ask the question on my contract, how many mm. guests you're going to have? That's letting me know how many speakers I need to be provided, or what type of sound equipment I need to bring to take care of that. Because if you have 300 guests. That's additional. That's like additional speaker systems I have to bring with me. So listen, how about if you have fifty guests? Is everything okay with just fifty? With fifty guests, I probably wouldn't even charge that much because I won't need that much equipment. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. to me, and I'm I'm a I'm gonna pull this up and I'm gonna show this chart. And I think okay. because like like I said, when it comes to like I said, I can account for every dollar that I charge my customers. And it's like if like, for example, if you're a company, you have to pay employees. Your operational costs cost a lot more. Like reason why I'm able to keep my prices low is my operational costs. Uh, my mm. operational cost is three hundred dollars a month. So if my operational cost is three hundred dollars a month, that's that is money that the customer doesn't have to pay for. So that's keeping up the operational costs because uh, I'm I'm thinking about maintenance and stuff like that. What about well, that's the maintenance? All, that's, that is part of it. Okay. 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 So here, <clears throat> I'm going to hit share screen real quick. I bet. I got you. And we did this. Uh oh, I hit the wrong button. Let me put this over here. Okay, where'd you, where'd you go? Okay, that's... I hit the wrong one again. There we go. All right, so it should share screen. 
All right. It's not at the bottom yet. I'm waiting. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, it still ain't one popped up. Not yet. Because that's a good scenario right there. That's something that when class, we had like um, when my play, event planning course that I took, um, my degree in event planning, is we would have questions like um, if you had so many guests coming, we would have to plan the travel, the lodging, the whole scenario on. And it even goes to the point that where we have to choose which city will we do it in. And based on the tier level of the city is mm. the one we'll choose because we're looking at costs. Okay. So Atlanta, of course, is, is going to be a little bit more expensive because it's easier access. Okay, present. There we go. It came up. All right. Um, Share screen. I got it. Okay. I'm just waiting for it to pop up at the bottom. It, it hasn't. It, it's nothing there. Oh, it popped up on mine. Yeah, is I just see you down here at the bottom. I don't see. Let me show you. I don't know. Let me take a picture. Well, yeah, it ain't popped up on mine yet. Let's it hasn't. See. No, but I'm about to show you what I see. Hold on, Mario. This is what I see on my uh, screen. It's just us right here. And that uh, it's not, it hasn't um gave me the option to add anything yet. It's just it's just me and you at the bottom. Okay. It I, I mean I see it's not yeah, it's not. It's not giving. It. Okay. It ain't. You know how normally it'd be. Another I think one they, up they, they changed. They changed it. They changed information on you. Uh, let me, give me a second. Let me go back. And I know my my thing just stopped working. Okay. All right. So there we go. So it's it's here, but it's the it says pre present. You see that on the bottom of your screen? Nah. Like Hold on. Oh, oh, present. Let's Pre see. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you good. So what I, I need to hit? <laughs> what I need to hit? Share screen. No, no, I got it. No, I got it. I just um my thing messed up. That's why I'm trying to go back and open my PowerPoint. Shut down. Okay, I'm like, man, I don't see nothing, Mario. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, I was like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Um, where it's at because I guess they made a modification to it. Set up sideshow. Yeah, this thing. Well, I tell you, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Uh, all right, there we go. What is is I got I got additional I got additional two more screens clipped up to my system, so my PowerPoint mm. was confused on which way to go which way to go with it. Okay, okay. there we go. I got it now. So right. now we go back. Yeah, cause I'm waiting. When I see it, I'll put it up here. All right, so I'm choosing now. There we go. You should see it now. Yep, I see it now. All right, so let's go over this, and I'm gonna break it down. Now, again, this is my numbers. Every DJ is different, but I can explain my dollars that you're gonna pay for. So here, 
Hold on. Let me let me take your, the the little little piece off at the bottom. So, um, yeah. So you we can see the whole thing. Hold on. Let me take that off real quick. All right, and then we can see it better. Yep, it's better now. Okay. So the DJ costs, right? <clears throat> so this is the breakdown. Like for me, my event breakdown is first thing is you got to take in your hours. Um, for me, for a local regular event, general event, it takes me two hours for setup, four hours for entertainment, and two hours of breakdown. Um, in some cases, it, it might not take as long, but it's like I just I just round up as far as my time. So an eight-hour workday, and I charge $50 an hour as a DJ because I am a well-qualified DJ, so I feel $50 an hour is appropriate for me. So that's $400 just for me as the DJ. Then, like, and this is just the hour breakdown. So then if I'm doing a wedding, again, it's $50, so then it's $550. So I break it down to where, number one, my cost as the DJ is $50 an hour. Now, the equipment that you're going to use. So I take a 2% maintenance charge on the equipment that I use. And so that 2% pays for the maintenance and the use of that of that equipment. So if I'm doing just again a basic general event and all I need is just like a regular setup, then that's about fifteen thousand dollars worth of equipment that I gotta set up. And then two percent of that fifteen thousand is only three hundred dollars. So then if you take a general equipment, that's why I come up with the different prices that I do as far as that 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 cost. So if you're spending, let's say a wedding event. And you're doing twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment. I take a two percent. That's four hundred dollars. So when you take all that and you put it together, then you come up with your prices. Now, I'll provide, and so that's one of the things that when I break down those costs and those prices, is I'm taking into consideration how much of that money is going back into my business. Mm. So when I do a general package, I'm getting I'm able to put four hundred dollars in my pocket, but three hundred dollars is going back into my business. So you just pocketing like one hundred? No, I'm pocketing. No, I'm pocketing four hundred. Okay, 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 okay. But three hundred is going back into my business. Got you, got you, got you, got you. And that's how you keep your business moving smoothly is you take that into consideration. Now, my prices, um, it, it makes it easy and simple because it's like I'm justifying the operational cost. Like, for example, my operational cost is $300 a month. All I need to do is one event just to maintain my operational cost for my event, for my, for my, for my, for my business. So if I do four events in one month, I have now put $1,200 back into my business. And if I do, like I said, so $1,200 would go into my business and then $1,600 is going into my pocket. Now, $1,600, can a person live off of $1,600 a month? You can. 
No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like, yeah, you, I mean. No, no, but I'm just saying $1,600 a month. Now, if this was my only income, yeah, those prices would have to go up. For sure, for sure. So that's why I was like, yo, with you, yeah, it's like. Because I might have other means of income. So, like, yeah, you have a DJ that all they, they do is they just do this. They just do nothing but DJ. And mm -hmm. the income that they bring in is, is what pays their car. These numbers are going to go up for them. Yeah. So do you think it will be double and, and the price is oh, in like most cases, yeah. In most cases, okay. it be. because okay. in most cases, most DJs are, are and I say this, there's no such, I mean, there is such a thing as a full-time DJ, but in most cases, that DJ is doing something additional anyways. But see, these prices here, is based off of okay, I base and, then, and a lot of people say you shouldn't base it off of your other income, but to me, I can't. I feel that I can do that because my income is stable mm -hmm. to where what I do with my company. I mean, think about it if I'm able to put $1,200 back into my company and my operational cost is only $300, that's I mean, that's like. And so in most cases, what does that mean? That means $900 mm -hmm. is boosting up my company. Yeah. And then you take that times 12. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's like 8,400. I think if I'm doing my math right, is 8,400 or is it, what is it? Eight times, was it nine? I'm sorry, nine times 12 is... Nine times 12 is, is like 108, 108, 108, 108. So if you do the math right, this, so this is perfect. It works. This, this scenario works perfect for me because this is how my business stays functional and it stays stable. Because if I only have an operating cost of $300, that means I'm making a major profit every year, every month. If I'm doing four events per month into the company. Now, my pocket, I got. So, in other words, here it is. I'm getting, um, okay, go back to the same thing. One month, I'm making $1,600 profit. I mean, that's going into my pocket for me. So, $1,600. And out of that $1,600, how much of that do I need for living expenses? Let's say $600. I saw I'd use, I take $600 to pay my, my truck. That leaves me with what a thousand dollars extra. Thanks. So I'm able to live extremely comfortable based off of these numbers. I don't have to rob anybody or or mm -hmm. now now you take another DJ. Like let's go back and I just want to explain this. Is if I'm only using twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment to do a wedding for three hundred guests, mm -hmm. right? Let's take that times. 2000. So you go from 300 to 2000 people, and I'm gonna just do this math crazy math. <laughs> and if I do the math, and I'm just doing this based off of people, so I would need so I'll go from 300 guests. To two thousand, I 
And the thing I would need, let's say, let's go back here. And the subwoofers and speakers. So for every 300 people, so we take 20,000 divided by 300. Oh, clear that. Made a mistake. 20,000. Oh, excuse me. It's not 20,000. 2,000 divided by 300. Okay, that's six times more. It's 6.6. So if I take 6.6 times 5,000, mm -hmm. 6.6 times 5,000, that's $33,000 in equipment alone. Dang. Just the speakers. Just the speakers by itself. And then if I take a percentage of those speakers, mm -hmm. so you're paying just on the speakers alone, you're going to pay $660 just for the speakers. So if you add in all these additional things, mm -hmm. In there, you're going to pay. You're going to pay about five thousand dollars off this off based off my numbers. So I mean that that's that that says a lot. So, but there's of course there's other there's other factors in here. That I'm just I'm just using the speakers as a loan. Like for speakers that many, you're going to need probably four sets of speaker systems just to do that. So that's why you get that like that four times five. That's like twenty thousand. I mean, and that that by itself is that's crazy. So yeah, that's I mean, you can sit down and, and justify your numbers real easy, and see me. I take a two percent because I think two percent is all I need to keep my company running. Now, some people need a higher percentage because they have a higher operational cost. Okay. But me, I'm the lowest factor. Um, I don't think you can get any lower than me if you're running a legit business. Because that 2% is based off of what I need to keep my company running smoothly. Yeah, but you not only, I'm, I'm running my company smoothly and my company is making a profit. Yeah. It's... And you pockets in, and, and you good, you good, right. you good, and you and you always book. So it's like, I mean, you you good. You could do, you can move how you want to move. That's just how you got it set up. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's beautiful, right? And you know, one, and I think that's one of the biggest things is that when a person sits down and they come up with their prices, um, to me, it, I have it has to make sense to me. It really has to make sense to me. I can't do. Uh, I, I mean, I can. To me, when I said say I want to do a business, I want it to be fair across the board. I want to be able to let my company run smoothly and be fair to the customer. But like here, like you got some people, and, and my thing is this: you go back, and a lot of times, what what upsets me is I'll go out and I'll see. A DJ using the most cheapest equipment available on the market, and they're still charging the customer way more than what I would charge. Okay. 
Yeah, I totally agree. So, and that's why I tell people, look, it's like you you you're spending fifteen thousand dollars worth of equipment on a basic package. You have you have it at your fingertips within the use of your event. You got fifteen thousand dollars worth of equipment being used to take care of your event. You're only going to walk away and pay me seven hundred dollars to do your event. Based off of fifteen thousand dollars worth of equipment, sure. True. You can't get any better than that. That's true, though. That's true. But again, that's one of those things that I tell people that when you hire a DJ, understand what you're paying for. If you if you got a DJ that has high quality equipment. And and the reputation that they have is like I said, they have nothing but perfect, like um, five star rating across the board. Then you're getting your money's worth. But if you're paying for a DJ and they have a terrible reputation and a terrible rating, and they're using um, cheap equipment, then you're getting robbed. I totally agree. I love how you broke broke that down. You know, you always break things down, man. So I appreciate it, man. That's no I like how you broke that down though, because now I understand everything without you know what I'm saying with it and understanding it. So and I think yeah. that's the that's the biggest part is for the client to understand. But see, like for me, is like when you're paying if you and see this is the thing I I, I don't understand. Is if as a customer, you're getting a great deal. What I should be charging, you're only paying one third of what I should be charging. So if I was to charge a person what their market value is, I'll be charging them a lot more than what I do. So that market mm. value is about like right now, just my general package about it's like a two thousand dollar package with other DJ companies, but I only charge $700. So that's one of those things that it's kind of like, if you don't understand the math, just sit down and think about it. Like if you was running a business, in order for your business to be successful and for you to live, you break down your math. How much money do you have to put into your business and how much money you need to put in your pocket? If I'm putting sixteen hundred dollars in my pocket every month, and I'm putting twelve hundred dollars back into my business, now that twelve hundred, nine hundred is going towards a profit. That's that's good. So that means I'm making close to ten thousand, roughly about ten thousand eighty dollars, two thousand ten thousand eight hundred dollars in profit. So those you kind of like you look at the numbers, and you make it ten thousand eight. I mean, and again. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? It all depends on how you how you live, on how comfortable you want to be when living. Me, I am very extremely comfortable. I enjoy how I live. I love my lifestyle. If I want to be rich, of course, the more money you make, the more money you got to spend. The more money you got to pay out in taxes. You don't know the power. So... <laughs> <laughs> what what rings on with that? Oh, it's Star Wars. 
You know what? I ain't never watched Star Wars. Really? No. Oh, I grew up. I don't think I'll be into it. I'm a, see, I'm a 70s baby, so I grew up on Star Wars. Man, I'm an 80s baby. What you talking about? You, well, see, you, I'm right 80s. around the corner. Y'all look, y'all look to 80s or the only I think the only movie that came out, y'all Empire Strike Back and Return of the Jedi. My, my nephew likes a uh, baby Yoda. My nephew likes Star Wars. Well, see, that's that. See that baby Yoda, that's that, that's that, that's that. Those are those are two thousand babies. <laughs> that's that's that. That's, that's I can't even say 1990. That, that came out 2000. That's 2000 babies there. Wow, man, I appreciate you, Mario. Um, it's exciting. I like when people interact and ask questions and stuff like that. So I appreciate uh Miss Hilton for uh tuning in. She probably went back to work, but I yeah. appreciate her input. That was I liked it, it was cool. Right. Um, yeah, because that's what it's all about. Yeah, I learned a lot too. Because when she said five thousand dollars for a DJ, I like what? So then after we yeah. start asking all yeah. questions, we were able to jump like okay, yeah, gotcha. because you know you gotta ask the you know when once we right. she started like yo A B C D oh okay right. okay you got two thousand people she got 2000 people i know it's going to be an amazing event she got she has amazing energy so i know it'll go well but hopefully she'll be back next tuesday to give us an update with um you know tell us about the whole event right. cuz that's what i really want to know about like cuz that that's 2000 people like you know what i'm saying how are you doing are you doing on event bright how does it go Right. That's like what type of venue is it? You know, what, yeah. Like, there's a lot of questions to be asked because I'm like me, I'm sitting here thinking two thousand dollar event. I mean two thousand people, and I'm just sitting here thinking of just the speaker systems, the sound system that I have to rent for that. Is it is is it gonna be extreme? Even here in Fayetteville, if you was gonna do two thousand dollars, oh excuse me, two thousand people in a Fayetteville environment. Mm-hmm. Man, you you it's like if you're doing it right, you're gonna spend out of that five thousand, half of that's going into equipment. Mm. Just alone by itself. And then the other half, I would say then one third of it is gonna go towards your labors to set it up. So as a DJ, you're only at, at, if if anything, you're only gonna walk away with a thousand dollars in your pocket. For sure, for sure. Because I, I know I wouldn't set up all that equipment by myself. You got to pay for your labors. You got to pay for your equipment. And then if there's any additional stage props, you can. Oh man! But she'll probably if if she's like selling the t- tickets from Eventbrite, she'll get that get some oh, money yeah. back as well. Right. Right. She'll get that back, yeah. but it's just that mm-hmm. it's just like um I saw this breakdown in Chicago um. Where it was a, a event for the army ball, and mm-hmm. the DJ was charging ten thousand dollars to do this event, and they said the 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 gentleman that was in charge, the sergeant major was in charge, he sent me the invoice, and after I went through and saw his invoice, I was like, okay, this is legit, because this DJ had to DJ had to provide sound for three major rooms, not just one ball area, but for three ballrooms. So it took a lot. It like it takes a lot of equipment to cover three ballrooms, and then he was DJing for a party for about two thousand guests that were coming to it. 
So that's a lot of a lot of cables, a lot of wires, a lot of wireless systems. And then he was also doing video. Um, but it's just that I mean, after I saw all, all everything read up, it made sense. Yeah. But those numbers, when you hear a DJ paying charge, when you hear ten thousand dollars for a DJ, okay, you're not paying just a DJ, you're paying for the equipment, the laborers, you're paying for a lot. For sure. For sure, for sure. So that's how you know, like you know, the concerts they be throwing and stuff, right? You know, they had the DJs and stuff on the stage. They probably how much you think they charging? Well, see, if the DJ is not providing the sound system, mm. if the DJ all they gotta do is come up and set up their controller, mm. they're probably not gonna get paid. Then, like you're looking at fifty dollars an hour for a DJ. Oh, see, that's okay. why you see. You remember that's why you, you see how the numbers were broken down. Yeah, where if you're going to hire me, like okay, if you was gonna hire me to do a club scene and you want me to DJ for five hours, if I'm charging you $50 an hour, that's $250. But that's just me showing up with my controller and my laptop. That's it. But if I have to show up with my equipment, then it's gonna charge you a lot more. For sure, for sure. Thank you, Mario. Oh, no problem. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. We'll be back next Tuesday, y'all. You know what I'm saying? This was very, the people that's catching the replay, like, this was very, like, he, he broke everything down. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, I learned a lot from you, and I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you. Um, But, yeah, man, check us out every Tuesday at 10 a.m., He'll be running. He'll be coming through with some gems. And the people that's into, like, DJing stuff, if y'all want to come up here and ask him questions, y'all could do that, too. Y'all could interact if that's what y'all think, or y'all could just ask questions. So, like I said, we do this every Tuesday for the people that's in, you know, DJing. You don't even have to be in DJ. You can ask any question you want. So that's the whole vibe here. So it's all about, you know, learning and educating and being able to, just learn um, from a different perspective from from different people so yeah man y'all know i gotta play that outro y'all know that gotta play the outro (laughs) got to be what you wanna be see what you wanna see go where you wanna go Why not us podcast with Ken Jack?